Welcome back to Let's Get Haunted with your host, Nat Strawn and Allie. Welcome back, guys, to listener stories number 15. 15. Whoa. Wow. What? <laughs> Are you trying to think of what the episode number is? No, I, what, I thought, oh, I thought we, we were going to say it at the same time. Oh, no. What, what are we? show and you're like hey this is stupid what's going on <laughs> welcome to our show you can uh open up our show notes down below and at the very top of the screen it'll say skip to and then a timestamp, mm-hmm. and you are welcome to skip to that timestamp at any time to skip this intro and get right into the stories now speaking of stories natalia would you like to explain to new listeners what listener stories are no but i will do it anyways <laughs> listener stories are when our listeners aka the haunties write into us at our email let's get haunted pod at gmail.com and they write in their crazy haunted personal stories that really happened we think and most of the time they're a lot more terrifying than anything we could possibly cover on this podcast because they just don't have to explain anything they're just like this is fucked up shit that happened to me (laughs) and we're like what the fuck and there's no resolution and then we just read the next one exactly we also read these live on the air so we have no idea what is going to be said or if they're going to be interesting or if they're going to be long or short or offensive yeah so we We do not, uh, the views expressed in our listener stories are not the views expressed by Let's Get Haunted, our podcast. Yes, that's fine. (laughs) I think that works. I hope everyone knows by now how listener stories works. But I will also say because we are reading these live on air, it's not possible for us to put in trigger warnings. No. So let's just do a blanket trigger warning right now. If you have um, any triggers at all, consider them warned. Yeah. <laughs> because it gets hairy in here really, really fast. Wow. Speaking of hairy, Natalia, would you like to talk about our sponsor for this episode? We are super excited to announce that we have a partnership with Manscaped. That's a razor noise. And we want to give a special thank you to all of our haunties who blew up all of our social media, uh, calling out Manscaped, saying that we were like really good advertisers <laughs> and that we made a huge difference in their life. I, reading some of those comments was like so great for me. I really, really enjoyed it. I thank was you laughing guys. pretty hard. Yeah. Thank you, guys. It actually worked. And they signed a contract with us for 10 ad reads. That's right. Yeah. And so we're super, super, super stoked. We could not have done it without you guys. Thank you guys for you know keeping us in this office for at least until the end of the year hell yeah (laughs) hopefully for longer because i don't want to move natalia i really don't want to move all this stuff yeah we literally just like we still haven't put stuff on the walls but i feel like we've unpacked more boxes so yeah thank you guys so much for all of your support and without further ado this episode is sponsored by manscaped and if you're not sure what manscaped is boy are you missing out yeah you need to go to manscaped Manscaped.com right now and do your own research. But since we're getting paid to talk about it, I did the research for you and I'll tell you a little bit about Manscaped. First and foremost, most important thing, do you have pubes? Answer, yes. If you don't have pubes, this doesn't apply to you and I'm jealous, but also that means you have alopecia totalis and that comes with its own struggles. But guess what? Most of us have pubes. So (laughs) if you do have pubes, go to manscaped.com. You're going to look at their products and you're going to pick a product out. You're going to put that product in your shopping cart. Then where it says coupon code or promo code, Mm -hmm. you're going to enter let's get haunted. For 20% off and free shipping. What's free shipping, Natalia? Free shipping is where you don't have to pay for shipping. They do it for free. That's right. They send it to you. So don't take our word for what these products are. Do your own research, first person researching journalism, and order the products and just fucking figure it out. Do experiments. That's right. Put it in a beaker with a chloroform, see how it reacts. Someone buys the Lawnmower 4.0, sticks it in a beaker, pours 
Clorox bleach on it. Right. And tell us what happens. Yeah. It's your life. It's your life. You've only got one, maybe two, <laughs> if you believe in parallel dimensions, maybe infinite. But guess what? One that we know of for sure. And that's the one that's happening right now. So what better way to spend your reality than with a smooth as fuck ball sack and or pubis and or vagina and or armpits and or legs and or butthole, depending on where you like to shave. All this and more can be yours with Manscaped products. I really do appreciate the look of nice pubes. I think it's very nice. It makes that you look very mature, just like a Da Vinci painting right. that's possibly hiding an Illuminati conspiracy. <laughs> but I will say that I think oral sex is better without pubes. Yeah, look, yeah. the bigger the bush, the bigger the heart. But sometimes you just want to have a random hookup with no thoughts or feelings involved. Yeah. And for that, I would recommend shaving your entire uh, nether region. I feel like pubes are really personal. Like if you don't know someone that well, like you don't want them to know about your soul, you yeah, know, it's like secrets. Yeah, it's like my curl patterns for me to know. That's right. Yeah. The <laughs> coarseness and or softness of my pubes. Again, for me to know yeah. you to find out if I let you find out right. in the future if I trust you. Yeah, you're going to have to last the growth period. That's right. It's like a test. That's true. Oh my God. What a better way to find out if the person that you're hooking up with is an asshole or not than buying Manscaped products, manscaping your nether regions, mm -hmm. and then letting it grow back very slowly and prickly and seeing if they continue to hook up with you. What's really cool about the trimmers is that they're waterproof. Also, they have products that reduce foot odor, which is a sleigh. Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer helps reduce nicks, which I don't want any nicks unless they're my brother named Nick. <laughs> they also reduce the risk of ingrown hairs and they reduce the risk of grooming accidents. Okay, you know what? This is jogging my memory. I have a personal story about shaving, about a regrettable time that I <laughs> shaved and got so many ingrown hairs. Oh no. When I was younger, teens, early 20s, mid 20s, like I never, ever, ever got ingrown hairs. Something happened when I turned 28. I remember this very vividly because most of the time I would prefer to get waxed. I have actually never gotten lasered. I think you get lasered sometimes, yeah, right? I got, yeah. Uh, yeah, I got lasered. Yeah. So I normally get waxed, but sometimes it's like you don't have fucking time or you don't have the money or you're like, you just need to touch up. Mm -hmm. And so I had started shaving again with straight razors, which I know Natalia takes issue with. Yeah. And straight razor to the pussy. It's a it's a choice. You know, I respect a you a lot more now. Let's just say you that. You know what? You got to slap that shaving cream on there, get a straight razor, pretend like you're in an old-timey barbershop film, and just go to town. But let me tell you why you shouldn't do that. Because <laughs> I never had more ingrown hairs in my fucking life. This would have been in like the beginning of 2020. I had just started dating again after my last relationship. As I was like shaving, like trying to get all ready and nice, just on the off chance. I was going on a date. I was like, you know, off chance this works out well. I would like to make a good first impression. Impression. Smash. Smash. <laughs> and then had the craziest ingrown hairs ever mm. when it started growing back. Was very upsetting. I was like, this fucking sucks. First of all, they're painful. Second of yeah. all, they're unseemly. Now that I've switched over to Manscaped's Lawnmower 4.0, I can confidently and truthfully say I have not had any ingrown hairs. So if you want to, definitely head over to manscaped.com. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code Let's Get Haunted. We have some fan mail today. Yeah, fan mail. Woo, woo, woo. I am using our letter openers that look like whales that we received from a haunty, so thank you. Yes, I think if you guys watched uh, when we had the video episodes last year, we unboxed these. I forget who they're from because they were sent via Amazon and Amazon didn't tell me. And then I remember that the listener messaged me and was like, I sent them to you because it's like the Whaley house and like Whaley razors. And I thought that was super cute and creative. <gasps> Wait, this is, this is a gift. Oh my God, oh my God. They're pins. Wait, are those? Oh my god! These are like cute, a little enamel pins that say "Haunty." Do you see what this? The fuck? They're like Barbie font. I love it. I'm fucking obsessed. Hey, Nat and Allie, I wanted to tell you how much I love your podcast. It's one of my favorites, and I listen every Friday night while playing Sims and drinking cocktails. Yes. I have a 3D printing business, so I decided to make these pins for you. I will be wearing one with pride. My Etsy and Insta are hotbed heads if you ever want to get in touch about making more. Of course we would. I love the stories you do each week. 
If you're ever looking for inspo, you should look into Irish myths and legends because there's a ton of mad ones and a lot are still believed today. Stay haunted, Jess. P.S. Your theme song is an absolute bop. And their cards here for the 3D printing business on Instagram at hotbed underscore heads or hotbedheads at gmail.com. Fucking amazing, guys. Also, hotbedheads.etsy.com. These are incredible. And I'm definitely going to reach out to Jess to be like, hey, these are sick. Like, let's let's collab. Can you yeah. 3D print like us? you know, an office. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Thank you so much, Hotbed Heads. And you have permission to put these on your Etsy store if you so choose. They're really cute, guys. They look like Barbie's logo, but they say Haunty. They're so cute. They're so cute. All right. Next package. This has several things, but I'm going to start with the letter. Says, hey, you guys. Okay, so I go through craft phases and my current fixation is making my little swamp babies. The two you have are so fucking cute, I could cry. I want you guys to name them, but there are some things to note first. The red dude has mangled feet covered by the swamp. He was abducted and tortured by a vicious Frenchie. He became mute after the incident, but look at that smile. He's stupid happy to be amongst the trees. The troll baby had a botched mastectomy and got a fuck ton of money in the settlement. They spiraled into a fitness addiction and for whatever reason only focused on their traps. However, their booty knows no bounds. <laughs> that even the swamp has attempted to get a nibble. Look closely. You should check out my IG. Izzy Lou underscore studios underscore 2.0. Nat, beware. There's a recreation of a scene that definitely haunted the collective millennial childhood. Also, I paint. That page is mostly paint pouring, so I've included some minis for you. Been listening since Storming Area 51, and as corny as it sounds, y'all's banter brightens me up every fucking time. Love you guys, Danny. Thank well, you, Danny. Danny. Well, wait, there seems like there's a lot of generational trauma for these swamp babies. <laughs> I'm okay. So I I read that letter before even opening what these items are. So I'm very excited. Now that was like the most intriguing description ever. I'm sending, I'm handing one to Natalia. Oh, these are so cute. Okay, wait, I'm going to cry. I don't know what I was expecting, but it wasn't this. You guys, these are like little, like little trees with like little tiny, like they're like little tiny scenes with trolls on them. And this one, I'm, it's too, it's too Natalia's crying. That is really cute. This one has a little troll with like purple hair and you guys, I can't express to you. Imagine like the size of a, what is, how big is that? Like imagine the size of a golf ball, but it's like a little ecosystem with a troll on it. (gasps) I just, oh no, oh no. Oh, that is really cute. You guys, it's like a little tiny branch. And then there's like a little devil guy on there with like a little Christmas tree and a mushroom. I... These are my family. We will post these to at Let's Get Haunted if you guys want to take a look at them. They're very, very cute. Yeah, I don't know why, but this is like activating my like maternal protection. I'm going to hand you now the next thing. So these are paint pours. Ooh, I got the evil eye. Very cool. I'm going to hang this for sure. Oh my gosh, these are super cool. Yeah. It's like a little evil eye. And I know what they're talking about, the paint pouring. You mix paint and like a chemical and then it like bubbles and like does crazy shit. On the back, it says coming soon. A night sky painting with a constellation made of glue dots called the labia majora. Oh, oh, shit. Oh, it's not the evil eye. It's a fucking vagina. (laughs) Hell yeah. I love that. Thank you so much. And you know what you can use to keep your vagina looking like this painting? Manscaped products. Oh, okay. This looks like a wedding invitation and it says it's from Sarah and Cody. Oh my God. Look, look. Ah, Is it really? I think so. You guys, I'm looking at an invitation, like a nice ass invitation with like one of those, what do you call that? Like a wax seal? Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Nice. Yeah, it looks super, super nice. Did anybody ever watch that movie? I had a cousin that was really into this movie growing up, and at every family reunion, she would force everyone to watch it, and it was called, like, the something pumpernickel or something and it was about like an old English guy and all I remember is that he had a ring and he would seal his letters with wax and the ring and it was like a four hour movie and we would be like why are you doing this we want to watch Wayne's World but you know what she was more cultured I have never heard of that no but I'm looking at like a really cute wedding invitation look for Cody and Sarah 
What the fuck? It even has the QR code. This is, we are living in the future, request, you guys. Cody and Sarah, request the honor of your presence as they unite in marriage Saturday, October 8th, 2022 at 3 o'clock in the afternoon in Pennsylvania. This is a, I'm just going to say, this looks like a fucking nice ass wedding. Like this yes, is definitely like, you got to, you know, have your shit together to go to this. Congratulations, haunties on your wedding. If Nat and I can make it, we will definitely be there, but we will RSVP and not be assholes and just like show up. There's also a, a card that comes with it. Dear Alyssa and Nat, my fiance and I are both huge fans of the podcast and have been since we started listening back in 2019 when one of my coworkers introduced me to the podcast while on a work trip. Since then, about 70% of the small company I work for of only 15 employees has started listening to the podcast. What? I travel a lot for work, but try and always save the episodes for when my fiance and I travel together. We just wanted to extend an invitation to you all to our wedding this October. You all have brought a lot of laughter and happiness to not just our lives, but the entire Haunted fam. We know you probably won't come, but we just wanted to show our appreciation and love for you all. Cody and Sarah at C-H-O-L-L-I-S-1-3 on IG and Twitter. Oh my God. Thank you guys so much for inviting That's awesome. us. First of all, this, is, uh, look, I'm just going to be transparent here. These people look like they spent a lot of money on their wedding just based off of this invitation. So I'm very interested to see what's going to happen there. Like, are they going to show up on a fucking helicopter? Am I going to get a free horse as I like walk out? Like know? in Bridesmaids where they, she gets the puppies. free puppies? Yeah, because I'm ready to fill up a whole stable. Yeah. <laughs> and I also will be requesting for you guys to help me fund that dream. Also, Pennsylvania is a very haunted state. That's fucking awesome. Thank you yeah, so much you for guys. inviting us. Congratulations so much on your wedding. Slay the Send night pictures. away. Yeah, send us pictures. Maybe we're going to come into a windfall here. Maybe yeah. maybe Manscaped is going to be like, you guys are so sick. Let's give you five grand and then we can come to your wedding. I feel like we have to send that. Like, isn't it rude to not send them like a wedding gift? Oh yeah, we'll send them a gift. Yeah, we will. Well, you know what? I'll go on eBay, get a haunted doll, send it to <laughs> you something you definitely don't want to yeah. start out your marriage with yeah the dibbing Slay. box is coming your way <laughs> congratulations on your marriage here is a haunted jewish box okay i have another package here go for it natalia you're gonna die what is it <gasps> alien cats these are the swan okay so wait this is the same person who made the alien like crochet crochet yes are these not fucking oh adorable they, which one do you want they're, they're the so same. cute they're alien Hello Kitties, you guys. They're so cute. Oh, my God. This also very much fits the vibe of this office because my desk is green. Nats is pink. Look <gasps> yes. at this. This is perfect. And I literally have some, like, Hello Kitties, like, on my desk. So yeah, I feel like, like this. And- yeah. Thank you. You matched our vibes. Vibes matched. Here is the letter that comes along with the delivery. Dear Nat and Allie, I've been a longtime listener and have quite the parasocial relationship with you guys. LOL. I've been wanting to make you guys something, but now that you guys finally have your own office, I was so excited to make you some alien Hello Kitty decor. I'm so proud of you guys. From recording in a bathroom slash closet slash airplane hanger to an office is incredible. Mm. I can't wait to see you guys continue to grow and succeed. This podcast truly brings me so much happiness and joy. I listen very often. It's a little embarrassing. Love you guys. Andrea. P.S. I have an Instagram where I sell crocheted things at shop crochet kitty. Yes, you guys go to that. Go to at shop crochet kitty because I can't express how fucking cool these are and they would make a great gift for someone. Okay, like imagine it's your friend's birthday uh, and you present them with a personalized crochet swamp baby. Look, here's the thing. Is it your friend's birthday? Go to (laughs) manscaped.com, buy the lawnmower 4.0, then go to at shop crochet kitty and get some fucking crocheted aliens from Andrea. And then go to at hotbed underscore heads on Instagram and get some 3D printed shit. And then go to Izzy Lou underscore studios underscore 2.0 and get some fucking vagina paintings. Yeah, or like little ecosystems with tiny things on them that activate a weird part of your brain. It lights up and you don't know why. And you feel good. <laughs> And you don't need to know why. That's what makes it haunted. Thank you guys. 
This specifically says it's to you. Uh, you can open it. Sometimes people just address like, because I've told people you can address it to Allie, you can address it to Nat or let's get haunted. Okay, it says Allie and Nat, thank you so much placing an order. You really didn't have to. It means so much. I included the messed up Ouija board. It's missing the number zero on it. A test keychain set and another sticker set. Maybe you guys can do an auction or a giveaway, whatever floats your boat. Thanks again for ordering and sharing. Love you guys, Nicole S. Yes, so Nicole S has sent us a lot of packages before and yeah. she made some stickers and so I ordered them oh off of God. her Etsy look at their little LGH stickers I love them yeah I remember these they're incredible great job oh my god these are sick these are super fucking cute if you guys ha don't know what we're talking about you're gonna have to go to Nicole's Etsy and you can do that by if you go to our if you go to at let's get haunted just scroll until you see um, a picture of a sticker set because it's fucking cute as fuck yeah and there's a wooden Ouija board that says let's get haunted it is so freaking cute I literally love this Oh my God. So here's the first sticker in the LGH <gasps> sticker pack. It says, bye. With the planchette. the planchette. Here's another one. It says, no time to explain. And it's a haunted hourglass. And this one is a crystal ball that says, who's to say? Who's to say? Oh my God. Then we have uh, possibly your favorite. Yeah. It's a coffin with a sickle coming out of it that says slay. And then we have the Let's Get Haunted Ouija board sticker. Oh my God, I love these. And wow. What I love about these stickers is that they're kind of in like a, an American tattoo style. Yes. You know, and I just really appreciate it. Yeah, they're it. like Thank old so sailor style yeah. tattoos. These are incredible, you guys. Oh, I'm, my heart is so full. I, I'm in such a good place right now. I'm all like, I don't want to read these listener stories because I know it's just going to like erase all of the comfort and peace right. that I'm feeling. Uh, well, I think we have no choice. Natalia, are you ready to get into our first listener story? You know what? What do they say? Like, don't cry because it's over. Smile because it happened. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't cry because now you have to read about people being abducted. Smile because you got a haunted swamp baby in the mail. <laughs> This one comes to us from Jesse. First and foremost, I would like to say I love the podcast. I've only discovered it recently, but binged my way through and it's quickly become my favorite. I've shared this story with some friends, but I've never shared it publicly. When I was in Afghanistan with the army, my platoon was doing a patrol through an abandoned village. What? The village had the ruins of an ancient fortress, the age of which I can't really speculate with. Upon arriving, and it's important to note that as one charged with controlling aircraft, I was the only one on the specific frequency and I had no assigned air assets that night. I began hearing strange voices telling me to leave and get out. I assumed one of my buddies was screwing with me since we were far enough away from the base that nobody else outside the platoon would be able to reach my radio. I checked my radio and noticed the battery. The radio was dead. Not off, but dead. I changed to a spare battery, and the same continued. As we passed through the village and fortress, I couldn't help but shake the feeling that I was being watched. The voices continued sporadically, but I was focused enough on the potential danger that I was more concerned with the Taliban than anything else. I honestly was so worried that the gut feeling was about a physical threat, I hadn't considered anything else. The voices continued as we rallied to mount back up into the vehicles and leave. I looked back into the ruins of the fortress and saw a shadowy figure with no. glowing red eyes. I flipped my night vision goggles back down to try and identify it, but when I did, I saw nothing. I flipped them back up once again. I saw the red eyes. I checked my radio again, and this battery was dead as well. I never saw the entity again, but this was one of the most surreal experiences of my deployment to Afghanistan. Thank you for your wonderful podcast, Jesse. Okay, so many thoughts going through my head. Uh, if that is just one of the surreal experiences on your deployment to Afghanistan, I have no idea what else you could have gone through. Secondly, were you like trying to turn us on with this like email that like you're like a pilot and you're in Afghanistan and you're also like might be psychic and can talk to like uh like entities and like you have night vision goggles and like you're going in vehicles because I was like, am I watching a Michael Bay film or am I reading a listener story? Look, 
if that's what you were trying to do, it worked because this is impressive as fuck. Um, also, that is really reminding me. I was listening to um, an episode of Radio Rental the other day, and they had someone who was in the Afghanistan war on talking about a haunted experience they had. And I more and more, I'm like reading right. like different articles or like blog posts or like listening to different stories, and now reading this letter about haunted shit that was happening during the war in Afghanistan. And I feel like maybe we need to start collecting these and do an episode like we did for the Vietnam War. Right. Like, are was this like a psyop from the Afghanistan, like Taliban, right? Like, what if what if they were like out there fucking posing and like trying to like, you know, send voices to your head or whatever right. to freak you the fuck out? Or are you psychic? Like, were the voices in your head actually like warnings? Oh, like you need to get out of here because something bad is going to happen. Or was it fucking ghosts? Or was it gin? I don't know. I don't know. I know. That's I was literally thinking about Jen as I was reading that. If you guys don't know what Jen are, then you missed the one time that we had uh, a live stream with Shein where we did uh, <laughs> scary ghost stories. And I talked about the Jen, which is a Turkish being that is like an old witch uh, slash ghost slash entity. And it can like follow you and show up and like fucking haunt the shit out of you. <laughs> but anyway, I remember in that in that live stream, I we like showed a video of this old woman remember that mm -hmm. and she's like creepily walking she has like a walking stick she's in the middle of a dirt road in the middle of the night like this car with a dash cam pulls up and like shines their headlights on her and she doesn't ever look up she just starts like hobbling towards them all right. creepily uh. and then they're like oh, it's a <laughs> and everyone drives away and i was like bro yes that is exactly what i would be doing right now but i feel like any war is haunted that's what the Vietnam episode taught me. Yeah. And with what you were saying about PSYOPs, if you guys didn't listen to that episode, definitely go back and listen to it. But basically the U.S. during the Vietnam War did a bunch of like crazy ass PSYOPs where like they would pretend to be ghosts. Mm -hmm. yeah. They would tell everyone that like, oh, you, these are the ghosts of your uh, of all your other soldiers. Like we killed them and they're like miserable and unhappy. Yeah, they're like in purgatory and yeah. can't move on and it just fucking creepy they played, shit. They played like radio of like screaming voices yes. like over the forest as they would like do like stealth like flybys. Yeah, and it would be like a crying ghostly like reverberating noise through the forest being like, I can't move on. I died in the forest. Anyway, that would absolutely again as with everything make me shit my pants and die um but that's what this is really reminding me of so yeah was this a psyop like did the taliban take like a note from mm -hmm. the vietnam war and they were like maybe this is like gonna scare americans yeah or were the aliens there because we know aliens like to show up when there's war yeah or was it a ghost? Yeah, I don't know, Jesse. You're just going to have to DM us a picture of you to my Instagram <laughs> of you wearing your uh, uniform flying a, a, a jet through Afghanistan. Uh, let's get hauntedpod at gmail.com. We will be awaiting your message. This next one comes from Katie K. My experience. Hey, guys. I'm a longtime listener and love the podcast. I've always been a believer in haunted things, but never had experienced anything particularly haunted until my boyfriend and I moved into our new house. Previously, we had lived in an apartment and hated having neighbors that partied almost every night until 4 a.m. Seriously, like Tuesday night, Sunday night, it didn't matter. They were drunk and loud as fuck. So when my partner and I moved to a new city a few months ago, we knew we wanted to rent a house where we'd have more separation from noisy neighbors. We found the cutest house that fit right in our budget. We decided before we even pulled out of the driveway after viewing it to submit an application. I should mention now that my boyfriend is a full-on skeptic, so I haven't mentioned any of this to him. We got the house and moved in a month later. Now we're completely unpacked and pretty much set up. It's a beautiful home and most of the time it feels really cozy and perfect. But after a few weeks in the house, I started to get the feeling like I was being watched, but only in certain parts of the house. Like I feel it most in the spare bedroom that we have set up as a music room right now and in the office. The rest of the house honestly feels very snug and cheery, but those rooms have always just felt a little bit off. For the most part, all I felt was the watched feeling in those areas and the occasional sound of something falling off a table or being moved. Even then, I didn't feel really ominous or anything. More than that, there was a presence that was attempting to make itself known. Then, my boyfriend went away for a month for work, which I was hella jealous of, and I was a bit nervous about being there all alone for a month. With him gone, activity ramped up a bit. 
I started hearing things in other rooms more often. The scariest sound was this desk chair we have. It's a three-bedroom home, so the third smaller room is an office space that's primarily occupied by my boyfriend. He shut the door when he left, and every few nights, I could hear the distinct sound of the chair rolling across the floor. Fuck that. Even though no one was in there. I've also heard scratching on the wall in the master bathroom. That might be rats, though. Who knows? And of course, the ever-present feeling of being watched. My cat, Mochi, also does this weird thing where she'll suddenly stare into the distance for a few minutes at a random wall or something. Lastly, and I think this is the weirdest thing of all to me, I have occasional nightmares now. That alone is no biggie. What's kind of troubling is that I always wake up from them at the exact same time. Like, straight up, it's always 1.40 a.m. on the dot. I want to research the house and see if anything happened in the house at that time, but every time I try to look stuff up, I can't seem to find much of anything. Anyways, I bought some wax melts from a Twitter user who sells protection spells called Witch Melts, and that legit has helped with everything. Like, I still feel like I'm being watched sometimes, and I've heard an occasional bump in the night, but it's calmed down so much. Sorry that was super long, but stay haunted and congrats on the great podcast. P.S. Attached is a picture of me and Mochi looking super haunted. Oh my god. First of all, this girl and her cat in this photo look like a fucking Disney princess. Like, this cat is ready to do her bidding. Like, sew her a gown for a ball. Yes. Okay. Yes. I see what you're saying. And she's like adorable, like big eyes. And like, is that a bow in her yeah, hair? Yeah, she's yeah. got a bow. Mochi has giant eyes as well. Yeah. We'll post this to at Let's Get Haunted in the photo dump for this episode. This is what I like think I look like when I take a selfie with my animals. But actually, we both just look like crackheads. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a theory about this one. So I think that people who party all the time like are super haunted. Like they are obviously haunted by some shit. Uh, why are they trying to escape it you know and as someone who used to party all the time it definitely helps with the demons i don't get to party as often now and the the demons are all up in my shit yeah so i think perhaps maybe you picked up something when you were near those people who were partying all the time and then you go to a place where it's like quieter and you're just able to notice it what if there wasn't people partying next to you at all in the other house what if it was just fucking ghosts like making noise like 24 7 like you're like oh i think i hear that song that's like every day I'm shuffling. Wait, the ghost of LMFAO is haunting your house? Yeah. 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 Wow. No, that's very haunted. You know what I was thinking of when I was listening to this story? Uh, The episode we did on The Watcher. I'm like, is there someone living in her fucking walls watching her? And that's why she feels like she's being watched. I legit got chills when she said that she can hear the fucking rolling desk chair rolling around at night. Yeah, because I just... uh, that's so that's so that's fucked. so scary that's so fucked yeah if i like opened up the door to our office and like heard my desk chair moving like in the distance i would no. just c- close the door lock it leave uh, cry yeah yeah though yeah. no, that's so fucking scary also i'm very interested i keep asking for this and nobody has tweeted at us about it so i don't know maybe this just doesn't exist but if you guys know somebody or you are somebody that's super into numerology I have asked for this like five times. Please reach out because I am very interested. What does 140 in the morning signify? Wait, wait that one song that's like 143. I, I I love you. Oh, no, no. That's, um, wait, it's, uh, it's 143. Is it 143? Hold on. 143. I love you. 143. Yeah, I love, goes, love, love you. Sexy. Can I fall in love? Sexy. Can I run the club? 143. Girl, I love you. You guys, 143 is I love you. So 140 is I love. (gasps) Nobody. The void. void. I love ghost. I love when your mouth makes it a zero because you're (laughs) screaming. (laughs) Okay. This one, um, I don't see this. who it says this is from. It just says from your cursed friend. So Nat and Allie. I hope you guys are doing well in these trying times. I'm a fairly new listener and I love your podcast. You guys remind me of my best friend and I. My name is Haley and I'm from Cleveland, Ohio. I have had many different experiences through my life with my own family that has passed on as well as friends who has had family pass on. My first experience happened when I was only one years old. My grandfather had just died of non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. As most of us know, the family takes home some of the flowers from the funeral. My mom had some and put them on a place that I could not reach. 
Also, I was in a high chair at the time. My mom turned around to do something and turned back to me and I had the flowers. No. She asked me how I got them and I responded with, pa, which is what I called him. The next was when I was a little older and playing outside with a ball. My mom tells me that I was just running around and laughing while talking to someone who wasn't there. She asked me what I was doing and I responded, playing ball with pa. I also apparently would talk to a corner in the house and I would say that I was talking with pa. The last encounter I had with my grandfather was when I was about 11 years old. I was alone in my room sleeping. I had a strange feeling that someone or something was watching me. I opened my eyes and there was a young man in a black suit standing there at the edge of my bed just smiling at me. He wasn't creepy at all. The next day, my mom was showing off my grandfather and one specifically stood out. There was a younger picture of my grandfather in, well, you guessed it, a black suit. So I knew then that my grandfather was the one that was in the room that night. Sorry this was long, but I thought I should get all of the stories about my grandfather out first. If you guys want to hear more stories, just let me know. Also, if you have any questions about these occurrences, then feel free to send them to me. Below are pictures of my grandfather in the black suit and the other one was when I was a baby with my grandfather. Thanks Aww. for taking the time to read this and keep doing what you guys are doing. There's a photo of an adorable baby sitting on the lap of what I can assume is Pa. That's so cute. You know what? Stories of like grandparents passing on and then coming back. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Love those stories because they're haunted in a positive way. Um, I love the idea of like, you know, because it like sucks when you have a grandparent that dies while you're super young. So you basically have no memories formed with them. So it's cool to think that even though they passed while you were young, you still had a chance to like play with them as you grew up. Yeah, yeah, I agree. That's really sweet, heartwarming. Also, I feel like I feel like it's ghosts because how could a baby, I mean, I have a baby. How is he going to get flowers that are somewhere that he can't reach when he is like literally strapped into a chair? Has Inzo ever done anything haunted, like talked to a corner in the house yet or like said that he saw a demon or like no no not yet he Enzo's like he, he yeah he hasn't done that yet he just likes to do this a lot maybe he's trying to tell you in his past life he was a pilot in <laughs> Afghanistan and those are airplane noises oh wow wow oh, that makes a lot of sense yeah I babysat my niece the other day and we just listened to like Miranda Lambert and mm. Shania Twain and we were grooving and she's at the age now where she like understands that she can like bop around to mm. music and it was very cute and it's not haunted at all but I just wanted to mention it. Mm, I love that. Yeah, I really like babies. Babies are fucking cute. This is from Haley C. Hey there ghouls. My name is Haley. I've been listening to your guys podcast for about a year now. I love your podcast so much. It's my absolute favorite thing to listen to while I drive to work. I've even got my boyfriend and my best friend hooked now. Spreading the haunted fever, haha. Thank you so much for all your hard work. You are both very talented. It was really freaky that the Happy Valley Dream Survey people called you out by name. Please stay safe, ladies. I wanted to share with you some of the haunted experiences from my life. I'm sorry if this might be a little long. The main one I wanted to share with you is the time my mom and I moved into an abandoned haunted house. What? So it was like 2010 and I was in high school. My mom was dating this not so excellent guy and we had to move in the middle of the night to get away from him, which was already haunted as fuck. My mom's friend had told her about a rental house they used to own, but had lost in the recession. It was currently abandoned, but they still had a key. So under the cover of night, my mom and I packed up all of our shit into her van and rolled across town to this abandoned house. From the outside, it looked like a little brick shoebox with a giant pine tree in the front yard. It was a house that had been built in the 1950s and was right next to the railroad tracks. We unlocked the front door and made our way inside. No one had lived in this house for a couple of years by that time. The first night we spent there was so scary. There was no electricity at first and we had to see our way around with flashlights. It was full of stuff. Clearly, whoever had last lived there left a lot of things behind, but it wasn't like they had just left things behind, like furniture and papers were spread all over the house. I'll give you an explanation of the layout. There was a ground level and a basement. There were two bedrooms, a living area, and a kitchen upstairs, and two bedrooms and an unfinished laundry room and storage room in the basement. After that first night, we started cleaning the place up. There was garbage all over, but the strangest thing I found was an old side table with a bunch of old letters inside. <gasps> 
I was too scared to ever read them. As we got settled, we started to notice strange things. We would hear footsteps upstairs while we were in the basement. Cupboards would open and close. Lights would turn on and off. And the faucet in the upstairs bathroom would turn itself on and off in the middle of the night. To get to the kitchen, you had to walk past the stairwell that led down to the basement. I never saw anything at the bottom of the stairs, but every time you walked past the stairs, it felt like someone was standing at the bottom, staring up at you. No. It always felt like someone was watching you while we were in this house. My room and the basement where my mom slept were the areas we noticed the most activity. In my room, the lights would turn on and off, and every night before I went to sleep, I would make sure to shut the closet door and latch it. Then every morning I would wake up and it would be open. The closet was directly across from my bed. One morning I was asleep and I felt someone sit on the edge of my bed. I felt them tuck my hair behind my ear. What the fuck? No. And whisper something to me. It was very gentle and non-threatening. I thought it was my mom waking me up. I rolled over to ask what was going on, but there was no one there and the closet door was open. It was then that I truly realized we were not alone in this house. Bro. My mom had similar experiences down in the basement. She would hear a voice at night, but when she would turn the light on, no one would be there. She also felt someone crawl into her bed as well once. No. She would also find that small things in her room would be moved around. The longer we lived in the house, the more quote unquote normal these instances seemed. The interesting thing was that we never felt threatened or scared. It felt like having a paranormal roommate. I remember it got to the point where I would say goodbye to the ghost before I went to school. That is, until my mom's boyfriend found us and moved back in. There's a whole lot to what happened there, but I'll just skip ahead and say that he moved back in. This is when we felt a marked change in the ghost's behavior. We would find furniture knocked over in the basement and started to hear a lot more noises. What was interesting was he even started to notice things. He stated that he felt something push him when he stood at the top of the stairs once, and a couple of times he woke up covered in scratches. Another interesting thing was we had three cars parked outside of the house, mine, my mom's, and his car. He had his car broken into multiple times while we lived there, but mine and my mom's cars were never broken into. Since then, we have always hypothesized that the ghost could tell that he was a malevolent force and was almost being protective, but who knows? As for the car situation, I think being a shitty person will just cause you to be cursed. About a year later, the house was sold and we had to vacate the premises. I remember my mom being so sad. She had become very attached to the presence in that house. The ghost started acting up too when we started to pack by making noises and knocking over more furniture. To this day, we still talk about that ghost and how much we miss it, which is a strange thing to say. I looked up the address for that house and found that whoever bought it had flipped it and resold it, so I hope the ghost is being kind to the people who live there now. I have attached some pictures I found online of the creepy-ass basement this house had. I thought you guys might like to see that. And an extra fun tidbit about this house, the tree in the front yard was infested with Japanese box beetles, and in the summer, those beetles would just cover the front of the house. No. Especially the front door. No. So you would walk up to the creepy old house, and the entire door was just crawling with beetles. No. Extra horror movie vibes right there. So that's the time I lived in a haunted house. Sorry it's a little long, but it is pretty interesting. I know I've prattled on for a bit, but I also want to share one of the more creepy experiences from my life. Since I was a little kid, I've been able to see auras, which I was very excited when you talked with your friend's stepmom who could read auras in a past episode. I guess I used to point them out when I was little to my mom. It's a skill I don't really tell people about since I don't want them to think I'm quote unquote that guy. (laughs) I've never really taken the time to study what the different colors and sizes mean. But there have been times where an aura has stuck out to me. Most people have pretty similar auras in terms of brightness and size. Just the colors vary a little. But I have met some people whose aura has been shockingly bright and large. But I have also met people with auras so dark and disturbing that it almost made me sick. I saw this a few times while working the emergency room. If you guys want to try and read your own auras, there's a pretty easy exercise you can try. You hold your hand up against a white or neutral colored surface. Now stare at your hand and let your vision unfocus. You may see a colored haze appear around your hand. That's your aura. Give it a try. See if that works for you. The last story I want to share is one I barely have any memories of. When I was little, like four or five, I remember having a friend named Tyler. He was a boy a little older than me who would play at my house. 
I remember he always wore the same sweater. We would play and I would set him a place at the table to eat lunch. My mom never really said anything to him or about him. When I was older, he somehow came up in conversation. Well, it turns out my mom believed that Tyler was an imaginary friend because she was unable to see him. What? But I definitely know I saw him, and I definitely remember that he would sleep in my brother's closet. Oh, God, fuck no. Thank you for taking the time to read my stories, you guys. Even if this doesn't make it onto the podcast, I always love to share these stories with others who appreciate the spooky and the paranormal. Stay safe out there. Sincerely, Haley C. of Boise, Idaho. And there are pictures of this creepy fucking ass abandoned house basement yeah that i'm gonna show you there were like so many points in that story where if it were me living that life that story would discontinue because i would be like oh move into an abandoned house nope oh someone almost got pushed down the stairs no like oh i have a friend that sleeps in my brother's closet no you know what i mean but if you're haunted your whole life maybe like it's normal right Oh, yeah, this place does look haunted. So this is a foreclosed on home that the previous owners still had a key after the bank took it. And so when it was abandoned, the previous owners were like, "Here, we know you're in a shitty situation. Like, here's the key. You can move into this foreclosed on home, even though we don't own it anymore. And it had this creepy unfinished basement. Yeah, it looks like it looks like, you know, when you see like murder photos of like someone who was like locked in a basement or like when you see in the news that there was like someone who was like, you know, living in that movie room like yeah, it looks like that it really does yeah unfinished basements first of all basements are naturally creepy mm-hmm. and then if they're unfinished it just like adds another layer Haley, thank you so much for these stories i hope that you yeah. and your mom are doing better i hope that your mom yeah. escaped um that shitty guy sounds like a total piece of shit but i do love that the ghosts were looking out for you right. and they were like they tried to push him down yeah the they were like dude fuck this guy we're gonna break into his car push him down the him. stairs we're gonna scratch him in his sleep <laughs> like we're doing all we can do on our end you know like to get this guy fucking out of here yeah yeah it really freaked me out when the ghost like tucked her hair behind her ear and like whispered something yeah, yeah. i know so creepy did you just try to do your aura thing we have a giant white wall and out of the corner of my eye i was seeing yeah i did but like uh i don't know i don't know i feel like my aura is just like my vision's kind of bad so like i'm really tan right now so i my aura is kind of like purple but i think it's just because i have dark skin so when i'm like crossing my eyes to make them unfocused i'm just seeing the dark skin what do you see uh like yours to me looks green yeah well i'm wearing a green jacket and my skin is very uh sickly right now (laughs) so it's just reflecting my green jacket that's what I mean, though. Like, I don't know if I'm actually looking at my aura or if I'm. I'm just, overthinking yeah, it. Right? I'm overthinking it. We got to try this in private. Maybe I'm like, I feel like on the spot, even though this is my podcast, like right. this is our podcast. We don't have to like do anything we don't want to do. And you know what? Also, Haley, see if you're still a listener and you're out there listening right now. Tell us if you've detected what our auras are <gasps> while watching the video episodes we did last year, because I would be very interested in knowing when we did that episode she's talking about with Sammy, Joe and Kid. Yeah. Where they talked, where Sammy Joe talked about how her aunt can see auras. I was like, oh, send this picture to your aunt and tell her yeah. if like she can see our auras. And it was really awkward. And Sammy Joe was like, no, I don't do that because if my aunt says you have a bad aura, it's like awkward and like I don't want to tell you. Makes sense. Makes sense, but also tell me. Right. Yeah. Tell me that I have a bad aura so I can like do something about right. it. Right. Like, let me go to like Reiki or like get fucking cleansed and decursed. Like, yeah. someone help me get a better aura. Yeah. Like, why are you making me walk around embarrassed to all the people who can see my aura? And they're like, oh, that's a shitty person. And I don't know that they know. It automatically made me think that Sammy Joe already knows we have a bad aura. And just I know, didn't right? want to tell us. See, I would just lie and be like, oh, yeah, your aura is great. But that's why I have a bad aura. Yeah. Because I'm a liar. Fuck. Thank you, Haley. Thank you very much. This one comes to us from Paisley. Hi, ladies. Before we get into this tale, I wanted to say that I love you and I'm so proud of you both. Please never stop. I've listened since day one in the UK and I'm an avid interactor on Twitter and Instagram. Woo woo! Step down from a stalker, though, I promise. So into this we go. In my teens, my mom, me and my brother had to run away from my little brother's dad. My mom rented this crappy little house. It was built so long ago that the basements for every house used to be connected. And that's how people used to collect their coal. What? What the fuck? Yeah, what the fuck? No wonder basements are haunted. (laughs) So yeah, big no-no vibes here. (laughs) 
From day one, I felt incredibly uncomfortable in this house, especially under the entrance to the loft where my mom's room was. I would never go to her room. I should also mention my family has a big history in spiritualism, and I have mediums in my family, and my Raycon's pretty good. I was so relieved when my mom got us a jog, as she regularly had to work nights and leave me and my brother alone. Jack, the dog, slept in my room with me every night and would stare and bark at the loft, constantly freaking me out more, considering my door would never close so I could constantly see the loft. I started to develop insomnia, but I have terrible mental health, so I thought it was that. I would wake up every night at exactly the same time, 3.03 a.m. No. One night, I woke up and saw someone stood at the bottom of my bed staring at me. My bed touched almost every wall in my tiny room, so it was physically impossible for someone to stand there. I didn't freak out for some reason. I felt a calmness and asked him to pass over to feel better. I was 16. I rolled over and didn't open my eyes until the morning. I woke up in the morning to see my pure white dream catcher above where the person stood had turned partially black. What? I knew it had protected me or him, and I still have it now in my room. We moved again not long after this. I'm currently in the final year of my nursing degree, and I have been involved in a high amount of patient deaths, even in places where patients very rarely die. What? Put into perspective, some nurses can go their whole careers without having a patient die, depending on where they work. Sometimes it seems patients are waiting for me to come on shift. My friends and family joke that I'm cursed. I know, though, I am a guide for those that are dying to know it's okay to pass, especially in the current climate when people are dying alone, but not on my watch. They'll never pass alone. I'm now looking into working in palliative nursing, assisting those who are dying, as many coworkers say. It is my calling. Much love, your cursed friend. Paisley, have you ever heard of a death doula? No. Yeah. So like a birth doula is someone who guides someone through like the birthing process, right? A death doula is someone who offers emotional support and guides someone through the process of dying. Holy shit. That's really cool. Maybe that's what Paisley is kind of doing. Yeah, I feel like that. That's crazy, though. Like, the whole thing about the Dreamcatcher and shit, that just, like, made me remember Dreamcatchers and how we all had them as children. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, like, if mine turned partially black after I saw someone, like, a fake person standing in my room, I don't think I would be that strong. No. You know? Man, I know, Paisley, it seems like you are able to sense death in a way that others can't. Like, the death finds you, but doesn't affect you. You know what I mean? Is Paisley the Grim Reaper? Paisley's the Grim Reaper confirmed? Paisley? Paisley? Just do a whole episode of, like, all right, guys. Like, on this week, we're discussing how one of our listeners is the Grim Reaper. (laughs) Just, like, start following her around with a camera. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's weird. There's too many connections because the family of our sorority in college was the Paisley family. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, we had the ugliest bucket. I know. Design. Yeah, we did. It was hideous. We're part of the the Grim Reapers family. Confirmed? Confirmed? Yeah. Also, Paisley's a very cute name. I just realized as I said our our design was ugly as fuck. I was like, oh shit, I hope she doesn't think I think no. that Paisley is ugly. No, no like our the fabric. Colors. Our fabric that we were forced to use was hideous. Some people got cool shit. They had like the Gucci fabric, or some people had like, you know, like nice metallic fabric. No, ours was like a um like a sad window curtain from like nineteen ninety two where like literally someone died in the room, you know? Like it was like just really not a vibe yeah it was it was just hideous i can't i can't describe it more just like the worst color of turquoise plus the worst colors of yellow and green and then like paisley designs the the vibes were all off like i don't know how you fuck up paisley's but they did yeah like i feel like paisley can be really cute if it's like a tight pattern you know this was like fucking loose and big yeah it was loose gaping right it was loose and big like paisley's look really really nice when it's together yeah really tight it's almost like a mandala effect or yeah yeah Yeah, this was not that. No, this was, if you're coloring in, like, you know, you get one of those coloring books for mandalas or whatever, and you're coloring it in, like, that's very relaxing and vibey and, like, wow, like, we're resetting our fucking mental state. But no, this was, like, you put it on and immediately felt like this is so fucking ugly. (laughs) Like, why did anyone choose this? So then I got Natalia and I American flag letters, and they were cool, but then apparently there was another family in our sorority that was already the American flag family. And they were mad? 
Uh, yeah, they were I mad. I never heard this, this yes. beef. You never told me this. Oh, I don't know. I was on so many drugs. Yeah. So. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. I love that. Yeah. 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 Fun um, memories. Also, I, I really want to talk some shit. Maybe I'll bleep this out. But real quick, real quick story. I thought of this the other day. I don't know what made me think of this. I was just like walking through a store and all of a sudden this like memory flooded back to me of my big at the time, your grand big. Yeah. Like when she took me on as her little, the first thing she said to me, you know, at like big little reveal is she was like, oh my God, I'm so glad you're my new little. Like, because my like current little sucks so hard. She's so boring. Like it's really ruined like how I feel like a big little relationship is supposed to be. And so I just like really needed a new little and I'm just so glad I met you and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, that's weird. Why are you like talking shit about someone in our sorority? Like, because at the time, very naive. I was like, isn't this supposed to be about like, like unconditional love yeah. and like support? And then later she ended up going to that girl who like we were friends with in college. I, I lived with her and our big later ended up going to my twin because uh -huh. like if, if she had two littles, right? Right. The girl that allegedly she didn't like and yeah. then me, she ended up going to the girl up to, that she didn't like and being like, wow, Allie is like the worst. Oh my God, she's so boring. And so it was like, dude, do you just like go up? Are you just like collecting littles? Right, and like then creating like, a kingdom? Yeah, like trying to turn everyone against yeah. each other. Wow. And then obviously that girl came up and told me because we were and then I was like I didn't have the heart to be like oh she told me that the only reason why she took me is because like she hates you right that's but awkward. I was thinking about it and I was like dude that girl fucking sucked and I and then I went to Instagram and unfollowed her anyway thank you for that story Paisley sorry yeah. for the tangent next story comes from Natasha hello my haunted ladies I discovered your podcast at the beginning of quarantine and I have to say it has become my absolute favorite Nothing I've found can dish out jokes and spooky ass stories quite like you two. I look forward to your banter at the beginning of every episode because it never fails to make me do a belly laugh, which we all could use during this haunted as fuck year. My name is also Nat. Hi, what? Nat. I like your name. Yeah. And I'm writing in from a tiny little town in Oregon that is super haunted. This might be a long one, so feel free to strap in and enjoy the ride or just skim through them because I have a lot of stories to share. I wouldn't say that I'm a medium per se, but I do know that I've always been able to feel things that are almost otherworldly. I've also been told by multiple psychics that I am in touch with my sixth sense. Mm. Ever since I was little, I've loved the thrill that ghost stories gave me. I've always been a believer and never a skeptic, despite being raised and surrounded by skeptics. I stood alone. So many of these stories were never taken seriously. My first definitive experience was when I was very young, around seven or eight years old. My uncle had passed away, and while he and I weren't close, it was my first actual experience with death. I remember I had a very odd dream. Even though I was a child, I still remember the light, warmth, and voice I heard. As an adult, I'm not religious, but I was raised in a religious family. I'm not sure if it was my little child brain trying to cope, but it created something I'll remember for the rest of my life. In my dream, I was surrounded by light. I wasn't in a place that you could just drive to. There were cream-colored clouds surrounding me, and there was pure light illuminating all around me. I saw nobody with me, but I didn't feel alone. Suddenly, I remember feeling a hand placed on my tiny shoulder. I heard the words in my head in a deep and booming voice. Don't be sad, or something along those lines. He is not suffering. And just as quickly as the dream had started, it ended. As a kid, this was wild and made no sense to me. But I felt almost at peace after that and never had another dream like that again. The experiences to follow were a lot more ominous. I've always been able to feel presences wherever I go, like I'm being watched. I'm not able to see spirits, but I feel like I can sense their energy when they enter the same room as me. And usually I can pinpoint the location in the room that's giving me bad vibes. For a short period in time during high school, specifically my junior and senior years, I had many very odd and profound experiences. Maybe it's because I was a horror junkie and fell asleep watching ghost shows every night, but something about it felt off. It all started when my dad took me to stay at my uncle's house in Washington. It wasn't an old house at all, and it was actually quite large and nice. It's a two-story house and has many rooms, and I always felt watched when I was in there alone. It was 2013 and I was an insomniac, still am, but I had stayed up until around 3 or 4 a.m. binging Minecraft videos on YouTube. I was staying in my uncle's guest bedroom at the very end of the hall. 
I kept the door cracked because I'm scared of the dark and wanted a little bit of light to shine in. This part is important for later. I began to drift off, and shortly after, I was awoken by a presence in the far corner. No. I opened my eyes and saw a tall, dark figure just floating. I couldn't move and immediately knew it was sleep paralysis, even though I had never experienced anything like it before. I watched this mist flash to me in an instant. (gasps) It didn't even hover across the carpet to me. In an instant, it was climbing on top of the mattress on top of me. No. I could feel immense pressure on my chest. While the mist remained a distorted black cloud, I swear I noticed the hands start to take shape from the cloud. Fuck this. They were long and bony, pushing down on me. I tried to move or speak, but I couldn't. I tried with all of my might to scream for my dad, who was only in the next room over. I mustered enough strength to look up at the cracked bedroom door where the hallway light was still beaming in. After that, my vision went completely black, and I remember shooting up in bed screaming at the top of my lungs. It was no longer 3 a.m. as I noticed the light wasn't shining through the blinds across the room. The door was still cracked, and the hallway light was still on. I was shocked to learn that my dad doesn't dream, but in fact had struggled with sleep paralysis when he was my age. Only he would see a literal old hag. No, fuck that. After our return from Washington, I started having very weird and specific dreams. For months, I woke up from night terrors at 3.36 a.m. on the dot. My dream would take place in my childhood home, the one I lived at at that point in time, but it was always abandoned and looked like everyone had just up and left. A thick fog always befell me, even when inside the house. I would have dreams of poltergeist activity, swaying nooses, and phones calling me only to answer to complete static white noise (gasps) with random creepy voices coming through. I can't remember what exactly it would say, but I do remember once I had answered the phone in my dream and the voice had said, this is room 307 or something among those lines. No. And then it would just cut out to static. During these months, I would hear inhuman growls by the side of my bed in the middle of the night. I never got to the bottom of it. I just assumed that I was haunted as fuck and rolled with it. I've also been able to predict certain events just from my dreams. My senior year, I predicted my iPad screen shattering just a day before. I have Facebook statuses to prove the misfortune of events. My dreams even tell me when I am being lied to and they've taught me to listen to my gut. After I graduated from high school and moved out on my own, the weird activity I'd experienced finally stopped until I moved into my in-laws ranch in 2016. This ranch is huge, in the middle of nowhere and absolutely haunted. I've always felt energies there. I even saw ghost cats. Yes, ghost cats. What? This property with feral cats that my mother-in-law takes care of. There is a lot of disease and fatality, so it's nothing that we're not used to. But I have seen little ghost kitty tails prancing around, expecting to see our actual cat walk around a corner, and then nothing. Something at the top of the stairs always was watching me, usually a large and dark shadow. My fiancé has experienced poltergeist activity in his younger days, but never anything in that house. Just me. Once, I even had a notepad fly off the fridge right behind me after I had just turned around. I even have pictures of how far it flew away from the fridge. I like to document, lol. I have to say, my most profound experience in that house was in a dreamlike state. I had just put our son down for a nap and decided to go get some rest in our bed. It was in the middle of the afternoon in the summer, still very light out. I don't remember falling asleep, but it felt so real. When I opened my eyes, I was still laying down in the room. Only this creature was standing right across from the bed, tucked between the wall and a dresser. The only way to describe this thing was that it was like a real-ass goat man. They had legs of a goat, and their head was either a goat's head or wearing a goat mask with horns. I'm not going to debate it because either way it was terrifying. It stood, staring at me. Then soon it began lunging back and forth. It sounds so silly describing it, but it was truly terrifying. I felt frozen. With each lunge forward, it felt more and more menacing. The face filled with rage even more. Suddenly, I actually opened my eyes. I was laying the same way, had the same view, but this time there was no goat man. Thankfully, I haven't seen that one since. We've since moved out of that house and now live in our own apartment that's attached to one of the oldest brick buildings in our town. 
It's creepy. I don't even know why, but it just is. The business below us used to be a butcher shop. While I haven't had any weird experiences here, our video baby monitor has picked up many orbs surrounding our sun. My fiance thinks it's just dust, but I've seen enough ghost adventures to know what dust actually looks like on a monitor. <laughs> Since nothing scary has happened and it's just orbs, I haven't bothered investigating because I'd like to keep the current piece. If I were a more seasoned storyteller, I'm sure this wouldn't seem so jumbled up. I apologize for it being so long, but like I said, feel free to just skim through. I have so many more stories. Oops, I forgot to throw in that time I played with a Ouija board when I was 14 and we never closed the circle. What? If you'd like to hear more, I'd love to tell you more. Keep the haunting alive. Love you too for all that you do, Nat. 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 I'm so glad I'm not you. What the fuck, dude? I'm sorry. Okay, the vision, I actually got sick to my stomach. Imagining you're laying in bed, your dresser's in front of you, you open your eyes, and a fucking goat man... No, the goat man oh, got me. No. It's just like peeking around nah. the corner at you and then goes back. And then like you can see his back legs come out the other side, but you can't see his face. And then he goes back and then you can like look and peek at you again. And like, fuck, dude, fuck If anyone that. ever peeks at me, I'm going to shoot them. Yeah. <laughs> no fucking peeking, no crawling, no like not being confident. That's what I don't like. Like if you're just a scary ass goat man and you run towards me, then I can like fend, you know, I just like right. go into fight or flight. But if you're fucking peeking and like haven't made your mind up, that's fu- like I'm just like waiting on how to react. Like I can't live in that s- space. You've just described every baby ever. You were like crawling, peeking, <laughs> being unsure. Yeah, don't like that. Yeah. But babies are fine. Goat yeah. man, no. Yeah. If your baby looks like a goat man, send a picture. Let's get haunted <laughs> pot at gmail com and nat we would love to hear the story about the ouija board where you didn't close the circle yes um fucking creepy as shit man these stories are fucking they're all crazy this episode i I don't even know like they were all gnarly i really yeah i'm trying to think of like which one is scariest i mean this one was not the scariest but that one with the person who's in afghanistan being a pilot with the night vision goggles you just want to see what he looks like yeah yeah Yeah. just let us know just send us you know tag us how fast can you run a mile? Yeah. <laughs> it is it is it sub six minutes yeah. or are you a little slow? How long can you hold your breath underwater? Can you hold your breath underwater for longer than two minutes? People can do that? Yeah, like free divers can hold their breath for like four minutes, I'm pretty sure. That's haunted. Yeah. Did you hear about that guy who he and his girlfriend, oh my God, were staying in an underwater hotel? You know what and I'm talking about? And he tried about? to propose to her yes. and he drowned? Yes. Yeah, it's really sad fuck that is so scary and she just like had to watch him not be able to hold his breath long enough to get back up to the surface (sighs) all right on that (laughs) note these were all very scary this this episode um yeah i mean like i said i i they were all really really gnarly i kind of have to like think back through it oh i really liked the little baby that played with paw yeah that was really sweet yeah i liked the people who moved into the abandoned house oh i also like the person who taught us that like basements used to be connected and that's how people would like share coal yeah what about you i mean all of them are very scary to me i really like the picture of the cat mochi that just like (gasps) was you know like cat cat tax like somebody giving us cat tax um the for whatever reason maybe it's just because it's the last one that we've read the goat peeking from behind a dresser we can't talk about has me in shambles yeah we can't because i have to go to the bathroom now (laughs) and i was in our like office bathroom earlier and there was like a cricket and like i could i could barely handle that like knowing that there was a cricket in there right like while i'm trying to pee and like just it could just come you're so vulnerable yeah Yeah, exactly um so yeah i can't and now you're looking at me and your eyes are like so big close your fucking eyes a little bit stop you guys yeah i've got got some round peepers now imagine these round peepers on a goat man peeking at you from behind a dresser no it's terrifying you know what next time you see a haunted goat man in your room i want you to do something i want you to go to your bathroom get out your manscaped lawnmower 4.0 and buzz that goat man's legs (laughs) take away his power Alright, Natalia, would you like to do our sign-off for this episode? Sure. BRB, gonna go walk into my neighbor's basement and ask for some coal. Bye! Bye.